Blog Talk Radio. Welcome to the Left of Straight Show with your host, Scott Fullerton, as we discuss everything under the rainbow sun, from LGBT issues to foodies, entertainment to books. Join us as we talk to some of the most interesting leaders and celebrity LGBT guests and allies on the Internet. So grab a cocktail, it's always happy hour somewhere, and enjoy the show. Now, here's your host, Scott Fullerton. Well, howdy, 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 everybody. Welcome to the Left and Straight Show, gang. It is Thursday, June 25th, 2020. I am your host, Scott Fullerton, and in the control room today is my fantastic intern, Justine. She'll be keeping everything running smoothly for us as we go through the show today. Hope you guys are having a fantastic week. It is Friday tomorrow. The weekend is here. So that'll be a good thing. If you missed yesterday's show, we had a fantastic one. We started off with our regular Wednesday J&J Buzz Pop Culture Minute. Jeffrey was out on assignment, but Josh Robbins filled in and uh, gave us all sorts of really cool pop culture little segments of things that are going on. And then my first interview was a live interview with Carl Schmidt. Carl is a fantastic producer and host and entertainment reporter. He's been working for KABC Channel 7 in Los Angeles for the last 13 years, or for the last seven years, I guess. Been in LA for 13 years. He's an Australian, had a fun accent to listen to all night. And we talked about this weekend's virtual Pride Fest that I'll talk about in just a couple of seconds here. And we also talked about Carl's career. He has a very interesting career from traveling from Australia to here and everywhere in between. Plus, he's HIV positive, and he came out two and a half years ago um, at work, and he was one of the first openly HIV positive anchors to come out, and there was a whole bunch of controversy about that. So we talked a little bit about that yesterday. Good interview. And then we wrapped up yesterday with a great interview with Rat, uh, excuse me, with Matt Rebikoff. He's from Mr. Eatwell. Not what you think, because it's not what I thought. It's actually a clothing brand, a comfy clothing brand that features food items, gives back to food charities, and Matt was freaking hilarious. We were all over the map yesterday. It was probably my most bizarre interview, but the most fun interview I've had in a long time. So if you missed yesterday's episode, be sure to go check the archives. You can go to Blog Talk Radio, iTunes, Spotify, iHeartRadio, uh, Google Podcasts, all the stuff. We're there. Just look us up, Left to Straight Show. You will find us. Tonight, in a couple minutes, we're going to have two interviews for you. The first one up is going to be a brand new interview with Jax McGuire. He's a male drag entertainer from the South. He actually doesn't dress in drag, but he performs with all the drag queens, and he is a male entertainer. He does dances and gymnastics and all sorts of fun things. Really cute young guy. Been doing this for a while. And I had actually one of our 
fans out there request him, say I should try to interview with him. So I did, and he turned out to be pretty darn interesting. So I talked to him the day before yesterday. We're going to play that pre-tape interview in just a moment. And then we have my interview from three years ago with John Jackson. He's the owner of the Indulge Resort in Palm Springs, California, where I will be in two and a half weeks doing live shows for four weeks. So I always like to bring John back on so you can hear what the resort's all about. You guys can come on down there while I'm there. If you want to take a nice vacation, the Indulge Resort is beautiful. And we're going to have a good time out there July 12th through August 12th. So we're going to have those two interviews for you. Normally on Thursday, every other Thursday, we have Stephanie with our Mental Health Minute. But Stephanie, as you may or may not remember, um, lives in New York City. And she was um, furloughed doing her job from home. She works for a homeless shelter out there and does a lot of administrative work. And she is back to work this week. Uh, New York City is opening up slowly. She was called back to work and has gotten hella busy all of a sudden. So she's going to bow out for a little bit, and we're going to bring in two weeks a new mental health special correspondent, uh, Jacob T. He's a good friend of mine, lives here in Northeast Ohio by me, uh, just graduated with his psychiatry and psychologist degree last year, has his own private practice here near where I live, been a good friend for a long time. So Jacob's going to take over the Mental Health Minute in two weeks. Then, of course, next week and every other week, we will have our good friend Ramis Ellis do our Foodie Minute on Thursday. So no special correspondent tonight. We're just going to have two in just a little bit. I do want to talk about what's going on in virtual prides this weekend. As I said last night, Carl Schmidt was on. He is going to be one of the co-hosts for L.A.'s Pride celebration. This is the 50th year of Pride for a lot of places, uh, New York and L.A. especially. Um, so this is their 50th Pride. Normally they'd have a parade every year. Of course, we've gone virtual because of COVID this year. But I'm so proud of the ABC television network. It's owned by Disney. Both of them have been such great allies to the LGBT community. Last year, KABC TV Channel 7 in L.A. came on as a media partner for the L.A. Pride and broadcast the parade live last year. And this year for virtual pride, they are putting on prime time three hours of the L.A. Pride Fest virtually on primetime ABC television tomorrow or Saturday night from 8 o'clock local time to 11 o'clock. It's going to be a little late for me, but it's going to be streaming on all the ABC platforms and Hulu Live and stuff, so you can watch it. But it's going to be a great show. They have an amazing lineup. As I said, Carl is going to be one of the co-hosts with it. Uh, Raven Simone's going to stop in, who just got married. She's cutting her honeymoon short to come on the show. Uh, anchors from ABC Eyewitness News in L.A., uh, Ellen Levia and Brandy Hitt will be on there. Uh, joining Carl, and then just all sorts of great things we have. They're going to have the cast of Pose on, the cast of Love, Victor on. They're going to have all these special guest celebrities performing. So that is very, very cool. On Saturday night, 8 p.m. to 11 p.m. Pacific time, L.A. time, right on KABC Channel 7 in L.A. And then Sunday the sister channel, WABC-TV, which is New York's Channel 7, 
will air New York City Pride 2020, its 50th anniversary of Pride also. It's going to be a big virtual event on their television show. They're doing a little earlier, though. It's going to be from 12 to 2 p.m. Eastern time, so early, 9 to 11 p.m. Pacific time. I hate time zone now. Anyway, they're going to have some great time there. They're going to have Sam Champion as a co-host with Carson Kressley from Queer Eye. Uh, Grand Marshall is going to be Dan Levy from Schitt's, which I absolutely love, and Victoria Cruz in the Alley Fortney Center. They're going to have special performances by Janelle Monet and Deborah Cox, Billy Porter, Wilson Cruz, Margaret Cho. It's going to be a great Pride Fest. So this weekend, if you want to get your Pride on, uh, if you're not in L.A. or New York, check your streaming, and you'll be able to stream it on ABC streaming platforms. It's going to be a whole freaking weekend of Pride. And also HBO is doing what they've been called Human by Orientation for Pride. This is going to be their last weekend of it. And they're going to have Janelle Monet as well Friday or Sunday night along with a couple special guests over the weekend that I will put on tomorrow's show because I don't have that pulled up tonight. So it's going to be a pride extravaganza this weekend, if you are so inclined. Again, Big Gay Road Trip takes off a week from Sunday. I leave July 5th. I'm going to travel the northern route and stop by some really cool LGBTQ places that I'll be announcing on social media. So please follow me at Left of Straight on Twitter and Instagram. It's at Left of Straight, always spelled L-E-F-T-O-F-S-T-R in the number eight. And my interns, Justine and all the rest, will be doing it on social media for Instagram and Twitter at Left of Straight Radio, spelled the same way, the radio on the end. You could also follow the Facebook page, Left of Straight Show, and my personal page, Scott Fullerton, if you send me over a friend request. So look for all that fun. We're going to be stopping a lot of really cool little uh, gayborhoods along the way as I drive to Palm Springs, featuring different people. We'll be having uh, pre-taped interviews those nights as well. We'll be checking in with the interns each night. So it'll be a lot of fun. So look for that. And then four weeks of live shows. So. I'm looking forward to it. I hope you guys are looking forward. It's going to be interesting to see how COVID rears his little rears his little ugly head and see what happens. But I think we'll be okie dokie fine. So let's go ahead and jump into the show tonight. As I said, my first interview is with Jax McGuire out of Tennessee. He is a male entertainer, does the club circuit all over Tennessee, Florida, Georgia, down in the south there. Uh, very interesting to talk to. We had a fun conversation. He gets the behind-the-scenes skinny and all the drag queens performing the drag queens each weekend. So it was just a fun conversation. So we're going to talk to him, and then uh, we'll come back up. And later on this afternoon, we are going to, or this evening, we will talk to uh, John Jackson, the owner of Indulge Resort, which is where I will be in just a couple weeks. So let's play a short little uh, music break here. And when we come back, I will be talking to Mr. Jack McGuire. You're listening to the Left of Straight show right here on the Left of Straight radio network. I fell in love with a photo. Head over heels for a face. I'll never know. Squeaky clean in a bathrobe. Just the hint of the skin that hides. I can't help it, I'm already, already 
Photograph from our buddy Stefan Alexander out in New York. Speaking of photograph, my next guest is definitely pretty as a picture. He came across my attention from one of my newer Southern listeners who've been listening to our show since our special correspondents Josh, Jeff, and Zach have been come aboard. He's a male drag entertainer that's traveled around the circuit of our LGBTQ bars and clubs, primarily down south. So it'd be great to see Pride Month through his eyes and learn a little, little bit about him. So please welcome to Left the Straight Show for the very first time, Mr. Jax McGuire. Jax, how you doing, buddy? Hello. Every day's a great day. How are you doing? I am doing amazing. It's nice to have a nice little good-looking Southern boy on the show. How is your <laughs> no, day going? I'm like, fine. There you go. I said, how's your day starting out? Every day is a great day. Just 
just working out and all that kind of stuff today. So trying to get this body right yeah. so whenever we come out of quarantine, I can hit the stage again. Oh, there you go. Don't even get me started about a quarantine body. I got to take this body to Palm Springs in three weeks. And okay. It's just not ready for it. Not okay. ready for it. I'm telling you. All What's right, well, let's talk about the last three around. months. Tell tell me how it's affected you, obviously your work, your community. How have you been able to keep your spirits up, and what have you been doing during this downtime? Honestly, I've been – this downtime, it's been crazy um, because not only am I a male drag entertainer, but I also work two other day jobs, and I was a full-time college student. And so, you know, major culture shock whenever quarantine hit. And, of course, you know, my number one income, my number one passion is, you know, performing. Um, I've been performing since I was 12 years old and, and, you know, all that kind of stuff. And so, like, I've never really gone without being on on the stage for for a long period of time. And, yeah, it was definitely definitely a culture shock. And, you know, don't get me wrong, the downtime's been great, but, like, I've I've hated it because especially because I do try to keep up with with the news and you know and all that kind of stuff you know you take what you can from the media to an extent but but yeah right. no it's definitely it's been wild it's been crazy it's been crazy um, unemployment's been nice <laughs> other than that there you go. It's, been, it's been different it's been different very have boring. you been finding a way very to be scary. creative or are you just kind of Netflix and chill or all of the above? Is that just the first three hours? I mean, how have you been able to, what have you been doing to entertain yourself? Oh, definitely, definitely all of the above. Definitely, definitely. All. I can't even sit here and, <laughs> and lie to you and be like, oh, yeah, you know, I've just been sewing and just that other, blah, blah. No, 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 no. <laughs> I've done a little bit here and there of, of rhinestone and a few things, but other than that, it's it's been a lot of Netflix and then chilling. I, I got like into it. running. I that like was cool. All. Did you really? Were you never a runner before? Yeah. Now, how often are you running? Uh, probably like two, three times a week. I really, yeah. It's actually, it's very therapeutic. I've, I learned that. It's very therapeutic. And how are you doing it in the heat? You okay with the heat down there? The humidity? Oh, my God. Have you have you ever been to Tennessee? No. Jesus. The, the humidity is wild. The is humidity it? is insane. Yes. Yeah, you, you run... It like whenever you know you start running or whatever. With it, by the time, because you know I don't keep up with nothing. Like <laughs> by the time I'm like on my second song that's playing through my headphones, I'm like drenched in sweat. <laughs> <laughs> I bet. Oh my goodness. Yeah, I'm gonna. Like I said, I'm going to Palm Springs, and when I come back, I'm gonna drive the southern route. I'm gonna go to Tennessee for the first time and a couple different places. And humidity and I do oh not God, get along. I'm, I'm a slightly chubby right guy, a little older, and I'm not into humidity much at all. So I'm going to be hating <laughs> life for a couple of months. <laughs> you got to let me know whenever you're in town. I will. I'll definitely stop by because I'm going to be going through. I'm going to be staying at uh, Nashville for at least one night, and then I'll try to pop up to your neck of the woods because your bar looks pretty amazing. We'll talk about that in a bit. Um, but, yeah, awesome. we'll definitely awesome. have to hang out. Buy a cocktail and a meal or something, and we'll uh, we'll talk in person. It'll be a beautiful thing. Tequila shots, tequila shots. I like it. Well, let's start <laughs> with a bit of background. Tell me about yourself, Jax. Where did you grow up, and what kind of a kid were you? Okay, very very small town called Fayetteville, Tennessee. Um, I'm originally from Maryville, which is near Knoxville. And then around the age of five years old, I moved to Fayetteville and um, lived in a few other different places. Uh, yeah, I grew up, my, my dad was a principal, my mom was a social worker, 
I so you know very strict life, very very um, very like that. And yeah, so I grew up in a very small town. I was one of the only gay people in the entire small town. However, you know I've got to say, uh, we are seeing a, a lot of with with everything going on in the world. I, I definitely saw a lot of love here in in in, in that small town. Um, because no one ever cared that I was gay. Like, uh, like all of my, I had tons of you know straight guy friends, uh, very country, very conservative friends, and and they they just loved me. They they took me and loved me, and you know uh, that was a beautiful thing for sure. But yeah, um, I've been I've been in theater since I was like twelve years old. Um, I was an athlete as well. Yeah, that's the that's the kind of kid I was, which kind of makes sense of oh. how I, you know, came about to do what I do. Right. Well, I love that, that it was a, a pretty open and welcoming town. That's pretty cool. And talk about mm-hmm. this coming out story. I mean, you say you came out at 13 years old. Is that when you came out to yourself? Or did you kind of know that out of the womb? And where did you first find your tribe in the LGBTQ community? Oh, baby, I knew I was gay right out the womb. Honey, I walked out in heels. Like, <laughs> I, uh-huh. I, yeah, no, definitely, definitely always known I was gay. I actually told a kid whenever I was in kindergarten that I was in love with them. And he later oh, on ended up coming out too. <laughs> so later in life, but yeah, so that's kind of funny. But um, my coming out story—it's a long one. I, now, personally, like if we're gonna get a little personal, my my family was not accepting. It was—it's a very sad story. But you know, overcame it for sure. Yeah, it's it's there's there's good and bad in all of it, and I don't really need to know all the actual coming out stories because they can be painful for some people but talk about the good part when you actually found your tribe and felt part of the lgbtq community okay um let's see so i was probably i had a few gay friends like down in the area i lived in like i said i was one of the only um, at least openly gay people. You know how them. You know how them straight boys be. But um, right, I was definitely one of the only openly gay people. But I had maybe two friends, and one of them called me up one day and was like, um, for my 18th birthday, asked me if I wanted to go to a gay bar, and I was like, yeah, duh. <laughs> and so um, <laughs> I. I left. We we left and we went up to Nashville and we went to a bar called Play Nashville. If you've ever heard of Play Play Dance Bar, um, and yeah, I got up there and best time of my little gay life. And then ended up going back the next weekend. Shocker! And <laughs> the rest is history. The rest is history. I, I'm I became friends with the staff and um, long story short, I started working there. <laughs> and so and um, I was a go-go dancer for a long time. So yeah. That's how, that's kind of how I found my tribe, and you know, hanging out with the girls backstage and all that kind of stuff. So, yeah, that's how I found my tribe. That's awesome. Well, let's talk about what Pride Month means to you. Then, when was your first Pride experience coming out so early, and uh, what what does it mean to you when it comes around every year? Pride, Pride means so much because you know, in in my mind, you know, it's it's not necessarily like. Gay pride is about li- like saying, okay, screw the screw the rest of everything else. This one month, we we are going to be ourselves unapologetically, and that's very that's very loving. There's there's a lot of love in that because you know we we as gay people we do that through a lot you know on on the daily and especially everything that's going on in the world right now. Pride month um, 
Pride definitely means a lot. It, it's 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 just about being shameless. You know what I mean? And for me personally, it's about being shameless. It's about being who you are. And you know, I try to be that way twelve months out of the year, but that one mm-hmm. month, it's just you know, it's beautiful to see so many people, gay, straight, whoever, come together and celebrate love. You know, and that's that's a beautiful thing for sure. I love that. Very cool. And the drivers and you travel so much. You've probably got to experience a lot of different prides in different cities. Anyone really stick out to you? Any really uh, kicking time that you had? You can remember? Oh, oh god, <laughs> oh god! I've had some wild prides. Um, Nashville pride is probably that one's. I'm I'm gonna have to be biased and say Nashville pride because that one's that one's just a well around good time. If you've never been, you. Next year, you've got to go. Got to go. It's it's very wild. I'm going to make a plan of it. That is for sure. Very nice. I like all of that. Talk to me um, a little bit about your first performing. Talk about how did that happen? Okay. How did it first time come on stage? Was it through amateur uh, uh, a night where they just had an open call? Or talk about how your journey began. This is this is a funny story. Can you hear me okay? Yeah, good. If you get a little closer it's better, but you're you're good overall. So it's it's kind of a funny story, uh of how I performed for the first time. So I was I was a go go dancer at Play Nashville and Play Nashville also owns a bar called Play Louisville, which is Louisville, Kentucky. And one of their playmates up there, one of their cast members, his name is Michael J. Valentine. Michael J. Valentine, I remember seeing him. And then I also remember Play had, um, because, you know, I worked out with the Gogan answer. They had booked this one male entertainer. I cannot remember his name for the life of me. But I remember I saw him on stage, and then I saw Michael J. Valentine on stage through um, social media. And I actually met Michael J. Valentine for the first time at, uh, at Pride. Um, and he's so cool. He's such a sweetheart. But, um, nice. But yeah, I saw them on stage, and I was like, I want to do that. I was like, that's you know, I've been looking for like what I want to do because obviously I don't want to be a go-to answer forever. And if there's anything wrong with it, but like I just you know I, I wanted to. I loved watching drag shows in the sense of like I want to do that, but I had I had no personal interest in being a drag queen. It, it didn't. It didn't strike my attention in that kind of way. Like, I didn't want to do that. Right. But I wanted to be on stage, you know what I mean? And I loved it. And so whenever I saw Michael J. Valentine and a few other male entertainers, I was like, oh, my God, <laughs> that's perfect. And so, um, you know, I continued being I, – I, um, one of my best friends, who's also my drag mom, um, she she got booked down at Icon in Tuscaloosa and was like, do you want to come with me? And I was like, of course. So, you know, we drove all the way down there and then she asked the show director down there. She was like, Hey, um, Jax, cause I, cause I knew her, her name is Genesis. She's, if you've never met Genesis, she's the sweetest human being on the, on the planet. Um, nice. Genesis was like, yeah, let's put him in the show. And so I did a number. So I actually, to this day, have never done an open stage, never done an amateur night, anything like that. And, um, she booked me back and then, you know, other bars saw me from social media and booked me there, and then they booked me there. And I, you know, working in Nashville, I met so many different queens that are show directors at different bars, and that's kind of how I got my start. That's an amazing story. I love how that came together. 
And talk know, about it, it your personal – it does sound it. Talk about your evolution in your style. I mean, I, I go through your Instagram. I've seen some amazing costumes <laughs> and pictures and things. How has your Thank style you. evolved? What kind of draws you to your persona on stage? I, I love that question. Um, you know, with drag, whether you're a drag queen, a drag king, um, a male lead like myself, it's 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 the coolest job in the world, for in my personal opinion, because you literally you it's it's you. You know what I mean? Like you decide what you wear, you decide what song you do, you decide what number, right. how your dance moves, when you're gonna hit that split or you're gonna do that cartwheel or whatever. Like you decide it. And um, my personal style is I like to – I'm a I'm a party dude. Like, I like to keep the – I like to keep the energy high. I like to keep it very sexy, but, like, you know, not slutty. You know, I, I'm, I'm classy. But um, – yeah, no, and um, as far as costumes go, I, anything, that's, anything that's shimmery, I'm going to wear. <laughs> anything rhinestone, anything, anything – I'm a gay boy, you know what I mean? I, I'm going to – I like the sparkle. I like the glitter um, and all that kind of stuff, all that kind of gay shit. But yeah, so um, I personally like to show off a lot of body. I like to I like to keep it very sex very sexual, um, very sexual, but not slutty. Yeah, that's 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 pretty much how I would describe my drag for sure. I, I like love that. Well, high. you do have an amazing body. Talk about the discipline you have to have to keep it. I mean, do you still have just a really good metabolism, or are oh you working God, at it you. daily? Keep it coming. Keep it. No, I'm just playing. Um, <laughs> I, I work out. I work out seven days a week, um, and it's it's kind of a it's kind of a funny story of how I got into it. Um, whenever I first started being an entertainer, I was um, um, I was on Facetime with a friend, and I was in my closet, and I had just spent probably um, you know drag's expensive. I had probably spent about eight hundred dollars on new costumes, and and this is at a point to where I hadn't I I don't think I had ever performed yet. Um, I had not hit the stage just yet. I was about to start, and um, I was on Facetime with with him, and he was saying to me that I was show, I was showing him my costumes and I was changing and everything, and so obviously I was shirtless. And he looks at me on and takes a screenshot and he's like, "Jax, you're fat," and I was like, "Huh?" <laughs> and then he was like. You're fat. You look pregnant. And I was like, bitch, what? <laughs> and so then <laughs> um, I know I was like, damn, that's fine. And so, like, it's, this, is, this is the sad part. So I, like, hung up on him. You know, I was so pissed. I hung up on him. And then um, Homie keeping it real, huh? Oh, my goodness. Yeah, yeah. Just keep, yeah, okay. Okay, yeah, get you a friend like that. <laughs> like, um, for two hours in, in my truck and was like, you know, Aww. what the hell? And so I know it's kind of sad, and not to get dark, but so then the next day I went and bought a gym membership, and within three months I lost forty five pounds, and yeah, so you know, suck it to that mother effa, but yeah. There you go. That's something to be damn proud of. I like that. Very Thank cool. You. Well, as I said, amazing body, and I can tell there's a lot of hard oh, work mother. involved. Um, are you <laughs> able? To, um, I mean, I'm sure, too, I mean, looking through some of your routines, you do post some stuff on Instagram. You do do all the flips and the splits. Did you have gymnastics background? I took gymnastics whenever I was a little kid. I was probably, like, maybe seven or eight years old. So I'm going to have to – and I only took it for, like, maybe a year. So probably – no, honestly not. Besides the trampoline in the backyard growing up, hell no. 
that is all just like me winging it. <laughs> that is was all it just ever me like a scary best. thing to start, or have you always been a daredevil? You thought I could do this and just try it, or how did that come about? Oh, totally daredevil for sure. I was I was kind of like, well, I'm doing this, might as well make the fucking best out of it, <laughs> and just went for it. <laughs> I like it. Very very cool. Nice. All right, well, it's, do it's, me a favor. Talk to me about you have one of the few backseat, back row tickets, backstage tickets to the drag world that's got to be okay. a reality show in and of itself. Talk about or, that oh. experience working with these different queens. Um, any amazing stories stick out? Is it re- is, Are you able to kind of form a family around them? Do you travel with the same queens? Or do you kind of Absolutely. just meet all these new people everywhere you go? Um, all of the above. All of the above. I, me and um, my best friend in the in the entire world, her name is Coralis Todd. She's a playmate at Play Nashville. Shout out to her. Um, we travel a lot together. And... Um, She's absolutely phenomenal. I mean, she she is she's she's my basically my drag mom. Um, she single handedly gave me my career. She got me my first booking. She you know all that kind of stuff, and um, very appreciative to her. But the, some of the stories, I could, I could we would be here for hours. This this podcast would go on for hours <laughs> if I told you some of the shit that I've seen backstage at the bitty bars that I've been to. Man, it's <laughs> it gets wild. It gets wild. It's definitely fun. Um, right. Yeah, for sure. But you watch Drag uh, Queen and everything, and these people are ready to cut a bitch if something goes wrong. But there really is a family involved too, right? You do you do have that drag mom and the absolutely. drag family. Talk about the absolutely. closeness that happens with the queens. The closest that happens. There's there's this um with with all of you know the entertainers backstage of of any show you know drag king drag queen male lead whatever. There's always this this mutual um, almost alliance with each other, you know, because we're we we all there. Everyone, of course, you know, has their differences and this and the other. And I have definitely seen a cat fight or two backstage. I have definitely seen, seen some rhinestones thrown. <laughs> but um, but it's I mean I've never really seen. No, yeah, I can't lie. I have seen queens with each other before. <laughs> but um, there there is definitely a sisterhood among among friends, especially like, you know, especially castmates and stuff like that, you know, but every bar is different. Every club that I ever, I ever perform at is, is different. You know, I've been to some clubs, not to, not to sound shady, but I've been to some clubs where it's, it's absolutely fucking silent backstage. Like, and the girls aren't really talking and and all that kind of stuff. And then I've been to some clubs where like, it's, it's just a a party. Yeah. Like it's more of a party than the dance floor type of thing back there. Um, some of the best nice. times I've ever had in my life have been backstage at, at drag shows, um, and performing and everything. And, um, you know, my advice to anyone is like, try drag once, try, try it once, whether you want to be a queen or do what I do or be a king or wh- whatever. Um, try it one time because I promise you, you, it'll just, there's no more of an exhilarating feeling than, being backstage and hanging out with the the girls and the boys, and then being on stage and seeing all the all the I call them the kids, seeing all the kids out there, you know, there's there's nothing better. I bet I love that. And now, have you ever gone through either for a performance or on a dare had to get uh, dolled up in regular drag? I mean, that seems like such an arduous process. <laughs> I can't. 
I, I don't have the patience to get done up. I don't have. Uh-huh. I just couldn't do it. Have you had anyone, any of your uh, mothers or anything, doll you up? Oh yeah, one time I did drag as a girl one time. Oh, and girl, tell you that was the best experience of my whole life. Uh-huh. That was so much fun. I'm such a. I was such a guy in heels. Like it was for um, it was for turnabout. You know what a turnabout is, right? Yeah. Okay, it was Definitely. it was for turnabout. Um, do you want me to explain what a turnabout is? Yeah, go ahead, because others might, but I I do know what that is. Go ahead. Okay, so explain. a turnabout is basically I always I always um, describe it as basically. You remember the ugly walk in high school, like when the football players would dress up as girls for like the pep rally. Right. That's, exactly. That's essentially what a turnabout is. It's it's like the bartenders and the go go boys and guys dressing up in drag, probably for their first like not drag queens dressing up in drag. You know what I mean? And it's it's just it's right. not supposed to be good. It's supposed to be funny. It's it's supposed to not be good. And whenever I went out there, for one, I have to say, you know, again, shout out to Coralist Todd because she she painted me the house down boots. I looked absolutely fucking gorgeous. <laughs> I mean, <laughs> it, you know, it was. But I was such a guy in those heels. That was the only thing is I was such a dude because I've always performed as a dude and all. And you know. um but yeah, I was such a guy in those hills, but it was the single-handedly most fun night of my life doing that. Right. For sure. I love that. I would break an ankle in heels. I couldn't do it. I don't know how these girls do it. It's amazing. Oh, come on. We'll uh, get you some biscuits. We'll get you some biscuit oh, heels. <laughs> <laughs> I love it. That's amazing. Uh, I forgot to go. I, you got to go back to that amazing body one more time because those of you that are watching – are listening to us on Blog Talk Radio. You'll see my slideshow pictures of Jack down there. It seems like every pic there's a new tattoo or a different angle. Talk about the tattoos. Um, there's an obsession there, but they're very, very cool. Talk about these tattoos you got, my friend. I'm sorry, I totally lost you for a minute. Can you repeat that? I didn't. I didn't hear that. I want to go back. I said. I said I want to go back to that amazing body of yours because I didn't forget to talk about. Uh, any of my listeners can. Look at pictures of Jacks underneath the interview here if you're listening to Blog Talk Radio. Every picture you sent me, Jacks, it looks like you've either got a different camera angle or you've added a new <laughs> tattoo. Talk to me about your tattoos. <laughs> I, it is such an obsession. It never ends. Right now, hold on, I'm going to count. I have, I have a half sleeve of flowers. I've got an equal sign on my finger. A wave on my wrist, a peace sign on my forearm, a human heart on my bicep. Do I have any more? Two, um, two flowers on my chest. Uh, oh, obviously, my flowers. And a dream catcher on my rib cage. And I, I'm not stopping anytime soon. I'm gonna be real with you. <laughs> I'm obsessed. <laughs> I'm addicted. I like it. That's good. well. They're very cool. Whoever's doing them is doing a great job. Do you go to the same person all the time, or Thank does you. it uh, you mark? Certain things? Does it mark certain occasions um, at different places you've been to? <laughs> uh, again, you know, party boy here. Uh, so I have I have a specific artist that I go to that I use. Um, he's he's absolutely phenomenal, especially with floral work. Um, he's absolutely phenomenal. But I will say, looking looking at him right now, I probably had like three random ones from just random, you know, fun too many tequila shot nights and. Um, the piece definitely one from from uh, a wild trip I went on once, but yeah, um, nice. yeah, I usually try to stay with the same artist, but uh, I cheat on them sometimes. 
There you go. There you go. All right. Talk about your experiences out there performing. Um, Fans can get aggressive, but fans can be very appreciative. Talk about some of your more memorable experiences, both positive and maybe if you've ever had a negative with the fans at different clubs you've gone out to. Okay, okay. Uh, I'll have to think about that one for a second. Definitely, it's usually, I, I can honestly say, I've never performed at a club where I was not the only male entertainer on cast that night. You know what I mean? I've never performed gotcha. alongside another male entertainer. It's always, um, like, you know, we'll say five drag queens and me performing. So definitely um, okay. with, with me being a male entertainer, you know, the, the kids get a little handsy. And, uh, which is fine. I, I've never, I'll be honest, Scott, I've, I've never cared. Like, it doesn't really bother me. Now, don't go grabbing my, you know, don't, don't go grabbing right. that. Like, you know, that's, that's, that's a little, that's a little personal. I like to, I definitely like to keep it classy. I like to keep a line there. Um, because, you know, one thing, uh, and my drag mom gets very upset if anyone ever calls me like a stripper, cause I'm not a stripper. Nothing against right. It sounds like fun. I probably would do it, <laughs> but um, yeah, I'm, I'm not a stripper, and some some of them can get a little handsy, but I don't really mind. It is what it is, you know. It's, at the end of the day, it's drag. It's it's not it's not real. It's not serious. It's supposed to be fun, right? You know what I mean? There you go. And I know, but there, usually fans um, and 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 the kids, as I call them. They're they're usually pretty respectful. I've I've never really had anyone be too much. I definitely now one I will say, um, I was I was at a bar and this girl, this 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 we'll call her a Karen. This this Karen came uh-huh. up to me and pulled my. Uh, obviously, I'm not I'm not wearing. I think I was wearing. Um, I wasn't wearing like a thong or anything. I was wearing like a, a how do I put like boy shorts almost. The very very gotcha. small boy shorts, and um, yeah. so half of my half of my ass is already out anyway, sweetie. Like, what do you <laughs> like? What do you need? Any you know, you you pretty <laughs> much say the whole thing, but um, but she pulled them down while I was on stage, and I remember I like turned around and yeah, I can keep it together pretty well. Like I'm I'm not really a I'm an Aries, but I'm not that fiery. I'm not gonna turn around and punch someone, <laughs> but. Um, I did turn around and I gave her a look and I was like, don't you ever, <laughs> ever do that again. Because, like, that, I mean, I just think that's disrespectful whether you're an entertainer or not. You don't walk up and pull someone's fucking shorts down. <laughs> you know what I mean? Exactly. Right. Now, well said. Well, talk about the the being on the road. I mean, like you said, this is, this is a, a full-time job in between other jobs. You're out mm. to all hours of the night. How do you keep all this together? Between working your day jobs and then on the road all the time, how are you able to kind of uh, just keep on going? Well, I don't plan on keeping day jobs forever. <laughs> I can tell you that one. I really would love to eventually settle down and get a residency out of R and, you know, just do bookings outside of that. But um, a lot of uh, a lot of Red Bull, <laughs> a lot of Red Bull, <laughs> a lot of just saying, you know, I heard one time, um, you know, every gay boy has their icon. And my icon is Miley Cyrus. <laughs> and Miley Cyrus one time said, I'll sleep when I'm dead. And that really spoke to me because there's just, uh, you know, there's not enough hours in the day to have as many experiences as you, as you can. And, you know, we only get this one life. So have as many experiences as you possibly can get in this, in this one life. And um, 
yeah, she said she said I'll sleep when I'm dead, and that really spoke to me because I will I'll sleep when I'm dead. I ha, I don't I don't need to sleep. I mean, I love my sleep. I love my nap time, but there's there's too much life to be lived. So why not be so you know pun intended, but go 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 all the time. You know what I mean? There you go. I agree. I was going to get as to your Miley session like, a bit because I did see one of your very first posts on Instagram was Miley Cyrus, and you have her website <laughs> on your links, which I think is hilarious. Uh, I'm definitely talk I'm about definitely when did this Miley. obsession first come with Miley? Uh, how old am I? <laughs> um, <laughs> uh, forever, forever. You know, my, Miley's my Miley's my girl. I've actually never done a Miley Cyrus song though. Isn't that weird? Really? That is strange. Yeah, I've never done a Miley Cyrus song. Yeah, but uh, I got really into Miley probably around, well, actually, um, not to get, like, super deep or anything, but probably around the time that I was coming out, I had always loved her and, like, was I was a huge fan of her before, but whenever I came out was around the time that she, you know, cut all of her hair off and, you know, went through the whole bangers thing, and that really spoke to me because she was saying, you know, like, Middle finger to y'all, I'm going to be myself, but in a very loving way, not in a way of just, like, anything hate. You know, I, I truly believe, like, nothing nothing that comes from hate is ever going to be good. It's never going to work out. Right, well said. And so um, if you come at things with love and an open heart, it, it'll just work in your favor. And it definitely, you know, personally it did for me. And so that, that's how my obsession with my life really started was probably whenever I was coming out. I like it. Now, do you have a favorite club in your travels you like to go to? Where's your home base, and do you have a favorite um, uh, place to go when you're traveling? Um, you're talking to me at a really weird time because I actually I currently do not have a residency anymore right now. Um, however, I, I, I'm looking for that to change. I'm trying to focus on um, pageantry right now. I'm thinking okay. uh I'm thinking I'm gonna do a few pageants. I'm looking into there's one in Nashville called Genesis I'm wanting to do. I'm wanting to do um EOI, if you're familiar with EOI. I'm not familiar with that, no. It's like entertainer of the year. Um Okay. And All a right. good friend of mine, Aurora Sexton, uh, who I love, um, she she won EOI once and I think she also won um Miss Gay America as well. But um yeah, I'm wanting to do a lot of pageants, and I really want to. I really want to compete in Continental, so I'm really trying to focus on a lot of that because um, my number one love is is traveling and performing, and so yeah. Very cool. Where's the farthest you've traveled to entertain? Oh my god! <laughs> oh my god! Every bar I've ever performed at. <laughs> um, probably the longest one I've ever done. I remember when me and. Um, this is a little story. Um, me and Coralist Todd one time went from Nashville to Burn Nashville to Tuscaloosa. No, 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 excuse me. Nashville to Birmingham, from Birmingham to Tuscaloosa, from Tuscaloosa to this other city that I I, I don't even know the name of that city. Um, it was for some like <laughs> white party thing. It was somewhere in Alabama. Um, and then all the way back to Nashville. All in the same day. That wow. was like a, that was like a. There's not enough Red Bull in in the fucking world to keep me going like that. <laughs> <laughs> I bet. Oh my goodness. 
Do you have any places that you're that are on your radar you'd really like to perform at? And there's a lot of uh, key clubs around the country. If you uh, if you could choose any place that's kind of been on your radar you'd like to perform at? Every single one, <laughs> every single club in America. I want to I want to carve my initials in. But um, nice. I've, I've really I'm, I've really got an interest in Jacksonville, Florida right now. I've really got. They, I've I've seen some of their drag down there, and they're just absolutely sickening. And I've um I've never been to Jacksonville, so that's that's definitely the one I'm gonna have to put on my radar is Jacksonville, Florida. I'm definitely gonna have to reach out to someone down there or, or something. I would love to go down there, or like New York. Nice. New York drag is really sick. Well, Jack, it's been great getting to know you. Thanks for sharing your story with us. I really appreciate it. Let everyone know where they can follow you on Instagram, and. Uh, Keep following the story. Well, thank you so much for having me. I've really enjoyed this. I really appreciate it. My Instagram is at McGuire, J-A-X-M-C-G-U-I-R-E. Very well. And if uh, I think you have an email on you there, so if they want to try to book you somewhere and fly out, you're willing to go, right? Uh, I'm down. I'm absolutely down. Make it happen. I'm deprived from this quarantine. Get me back on the stage. (laughs) There we go. Hopefully it's starting to lift. We'll see if people don't be stupid. We'll we'll be able to get out there again. But Jack McGuire, it's been an absolute pleasure getting to you. Stay on the line for me. Guys, we're going to play out a little song here. And I'll be back in just a little bit. You're listening to the Left of Straight show right here on the Left of Straight Radio Network. Oh, uh-huh. 
guys, we did get our first guest. I'm so excited. He is the owner and operator of a clothing optional resort for gay men in Palm Springs, California. Indulge is a Southern California destination offering amazing rooms, vistas, and entertainment, all close to the fun and excitement of Palm Springs. Please welcome to the show for the first time, Mr. John Jackson. John, how are you doing today? I'm doing great. Thank you for having me. Well, I appreciate you coming on. Like I told you off air there, I've heard so many great things about your resort. Haven't had a chance to go there first, but uh, sounds like an amazing place. Let's talk about you first. So where did you grow up, and uh, when did you um, first start? Um, I heard you were a lawyer. When did you – you were you still practicing law? I've been doing some pro bono work. What was that? Or either a charitable I'll, – I'll do pro oh, bono work for like a charity or if someone is in need of a lawyer and can't afford a lawyer. But otherwise, I don't practice any longer, but I keep my license active. I, I grew up in northern Utah in a small farming town outside of Salt Lake City. And then I moved to San Francisco after law school, and that's where I had my law practice. And then my husband and I bought Indulge about eight years ago. And uh, it was an existing gay hotel with a really loyal following, and we've fixed it up and continue to make it better every year. That's exciting. I have all sorts of questions I want to ask you about. Now, tell me about you're married and in partnership with your business with Sandy, your husband. How did you guys meet? Uh, we met in San Francisco through um, a mutual friend. I had recently broken up with a prior boyfriend, and our mutual friend uh, went out of his way to line us up multiple times before it finally stuck. Uh, we've been together ever since. It'll be 20 <laughs> years this next March. Oh, congratulations. That's fantastic. Thank you. And then you guys were in the restaurant business a bit first. Talk about that. And how is restaurant business different from resort business since they're both kind of service industries? Well, they're Yes, they're both hospitality for sure, but the restaurant industry is much more um, high pressure. You know, this was the, the restaurant we had was fine dining. Uh, when people are coming in and spending a lot of money, they expect everything to be perfect as they should, and uh, things, of course. And when you've got to right. make make somebody happy, and you've got such a short period of time to do it, you know, the best example is is if you overcook somebody's steak. And you've got six diners with their perfectly cooked food, and one person whose steak needs to be redone. You got to fix that immediately because everybody else has started to eat, and there's just a lot that can go sure. wrong in a very short time. And, and the, the pressure is much more. It's just different. And with a hotel, particularly a gay hotel, where people are there to relax and be free and sort of be with their community and their tribe and hang out, it's. Um, it's just a slower pace. And while we still go out of our way to make sure everyone's happy, we have a little time to take care of the problem, whether it's, you know, someone's TV that's not working right, we can get in there and fix it, but it doesn't, it's not like a 30 second deadline. It's more like a five to 10 minute deadline. And that just, that little bit of time eases up all the pressure and makes giving a great guest experience a lot easier and a lot less stressful. So I didn't really enjoy being in the restaurant business, but I absolutely love being in the hotel business. And, and I think my husband would agree with that 100%. Yeah, 
That's super. I, I was in the restaurant business for 20 years as a manager and owner, so I definitely understand the, the hustle and bustle it has to be. When you're uh, when you're sitting down for five minutes to have a quick meal, like you said, anything that, that goes wrong needs to be affected immediately, so I can definitely understand that. Um, let's talk about Palm Springs first. Talk to me about the city. How familiar with it were you before you went there? Um, my listeners are around the country and around the world. Talk about your city and its LGBT appeal. Oh, I'm happy to talk about it. I I love Palm Springs. I first came to Palm Springs back in 1988, right after I came out of the closet. I was in law school. A group of friends and I would take road trips, and we would either come to Palm Springs or we would go to Laguna Beach. And, and back then, Laguna Beach was very gay. and was a gay destination, and like many other gay destinations across across the country, it's been gentrified, and I think they're down to one gay bar, and it really isn't where Palm Springs has been able to maintain it. And over the years, they've always had multiple gay bars, multiple gay hotels, multiple gay restaurants, and it's a destination that that's, uh, probably lasts forever. Our population, when you eliminate all the tourists, is nearly 50% gay or lesbian, and our city council, all wow. six members are either gay, lesbian, or trans, and our mayor is also gay. So it's a, a gayest city wow. as you'll find anywhere in the world, and it's very welcoming, not just to the gay uh, retiree, but also to the gay tourist and someone who just wants to come for a real quick visit. It's just a really amazing place. But what's real, what, what I find interesting about Palm Springs is that it, it had a kind of start in its heyday in the in the 40s and 50s when the Hollywood celebrities who had lots of money and wanted to escape to privacy would come out to Palm Springs to get away and, and it sort of it started the clothing optional thing and that the Hollywood starlets like the Sun's Bay is topless and they could do it without the fear of paparazzi in Palm Springs. And because of that, the largest the largest nudist resort uh, west of the Mississippi opened in Palm Springs back in the 60s. It's called the Desert Sun, and it's so large that it's on two sides of the street with a covered walkway so you don't see the nudists as they walk up over the street and back down to the other side. And I think as a result oh my of that, goodness, the that's resort, amazing. Yeah, it is amazing. It's fun to see the little heads bobbing up and down because that's all you can see is their heads. But it's because of that, it's because of the, the sort of the history of the city that when the first gay resorts opened here, they opened as clothing optional as well. And one of the big differences between the nudist resort here and a gay clothing optional resort is that it truly is optional. At the nudist resort, nudity is required. So unless you're leaving to go to dinner, you can't be wearing anything. And the... the at the gay resorts, at least at least it indulge, it, it truly is optional. We want everyone to be comfortable, whether they're comfortable in their swim trunks or whether they're comfortable naked. And we, we find that it ends up being about 50-50. It, it, even it'll break down within couples, where one person will be very comfortable being naked and the other partner prefers to keep his suit on. So it, it truly is optional, but that's sort of part of what being free and enjoying your community and and, and having the perfect vacation for you is that you're you're free to be who you are, and I think that's why people enjoy it so much. I love that, and I want to talk about that more later on too, because there's a big difference between clothing optional and a lot of 
LGBT remember the bathhouse days, and it's a big difference. A bathhouse is someplace you're going for something totally different than the experience you are to a clothing optional resort, right? Yeah, and in fact, Palm Springs has a few of the bathhouse style resorts, and uh, they accept day passes, and they have lockers, and they also have hotel rooms. So I think the the person who is booking their vacation in Palm Springs. Uh, needs to do a little bit of research to find out which hotel is more appropriate for them. And there are plenty of people at the bathhouse style resorts do great business and they provide a service to the, to the gay community that some people are looking for. Our hotel actually provides a different experience. We don't have passes. The hotel and the swimming pool and hot tub are for the exclusive use of our guests and our guests only. And someone who's coming for a vacation will have that privacy and exclusivity. And, uh, and because some of the bathhouse, style hotels offer day passes if someone wants to go check them out they're you know more than welcome to and they'll always have adults to come back and hang out and have their privacy and exclusivity and really sort of the peaceful vacation that hopefully they're looking for if they're booking with us really looking forward to going back to palm springs my next visit down there i went as a, I grew up in Southern California. I'm actually in Northeast Ohio right now. I've been banished for the last 15 years, but I grew up in Southern <laughs> California near Ontario, and I would drive out to Palm Springs for spring break every year because that's a big, of course, all the teens go there for spring break, uh, gay and straight, but that's what I remember it from, and it's just exciting to hear that it's become this gay mecca. That is just I know my good buddy Del Shores, of course, from all the sort of weddings. He just recently bought a condo down there, and he loves it there as well. So I have to get my act together and get back over there. Yeah, you need to come out and see us. Well, let's talk about now um, the resort. So you and Sandy took over, like you said, in um, 2010. Tell me how you hear about the, the being on the market, and what were your first thoughts about running um, a clothing optional resort? Well, we came across it uh, at the time. Sandy and I were looking to buy an apartment building or a mixed-use building, and uh, the, the sort of the primary listing service for that includes all kinds of commercial buildings. And so, when we put in the parameters of our search, this hotel popped up, and uh, we were mildly interested. And we came out uh, for a visit just to check it out, and immediately fell in love with the place. And decided that it, it was what we were looking for, and um, you know, we were real, a little bit reluctant, given our hospitality experience in the restaurant industry, as I discussed before, and we're pleasantly surprised to find out it was completely different and more along the lines of a laid-back kind of hospitality we prefer to provide rather than that high intensity required in the fine dining establishment. And that's right. what we found it. It was just listed with all the other commercial properties, gay and straight, and um yeah, we just really fell in love with the place and saw a lot of ways that we could improve it. And as soon as we purchased it, we proceeded to do just that. That's amazing. Now, did you ever guys talk about the personal side of the business? Besides being a great business investment, what did you guys did you guys have any conversations like, okay, now we we are a committed couple, but we are going into this clothing off resort surrounded by gay men, 365 days a year. Did that ever come into the talk at all? Um, well, you know, I think after you've been together for a certain amount of time, there's a lot of stuff that doesn't need to be talked about. You just sort of have an understanding. And that understanding for us is that right. this is our business, and uh, we treat it as such. And we're here doing the best we can to give the guests a great um, experience. And 
when it's time to go home, we go home and we leave the guests alone and we leave them here to enjoy themselves and uh, get to know each other. And, um, you know, we understand what our role is and our role is to provide a great experience. But at the end of the day, we're not here to um, be a part of that experience other than to be in the background giving it to them. So uh, it, it's, we have real That's clear lines. Yeah, no, I, Sandy and I both have the same philosophy. This is our business, and and uh, we're in the business of making sure people have a really good time, and then we disappear and, and let them have their fun. That is great. Now talk about what what are the differences from when you guys first got there in 2010? What was it like back then, and what have you guys have done to modernize it and bring it up to where you're at today? Well, one of the first things we did is we went in and remodeled all the bathrooms. The, the shower heads used to – the, the building is from the 50s, and the shower head used to hit you at about chest level. So we completely gutted the bathrooms and raised the shower up top, put in modern cabinetry, put in tile, marble tile flooring, marble tile bathrooms around, and new cabinetry. And then, um, of course, we repaint the resort about every three years. Uh, the rooms get repainted every year. Uh, recarpeted every three years, brought in new mattresses. We just recently uh, refurnished the entire room. So last February, all of the furniture, the lamps, the headboards, dressers, nightstands, all of that is uh, brand new. And we intend to continue to do that every five to seven years. So we, we just brought it up to a very modern level of quality so that you're getting the same value whether you stay gay or whether you stay at a straight resort. In fact, there are many resorts here that you won't find as nice of a room and certainly not at the price that we offer to our gay travelers. So um, one of the things we paid very close attention to were the repeat guests that have been built up over the time uh, that the prior owners had it. And we paid attention to the things they liked and really listened to them and made sure that we went about changing everything while changing nothing, so to speak. Like we had to, the changes right, have to come right. really slowly because there are so many things about the resort that people love that um, we were very careful to never disrupt that sort of culture and the energy of the hotel. That's so great. I love hearing that. And then talk to me about, um, let's talk about the nuts and bolts of it. How many rooms do you have? What kind of amenities do you have? Um, a kitchen people can use, or do you have like a breakfast buffet, or do you have any kind of a restaurant, or what? What? What all do you have at the resort for your guests? Right. So we have uh, we have 30 rooms. Uh, we have a continental, a fully expanded continental breakfast. Uh, what that means is in Palm Springs, depending on the size of the hotel, you can offer a limited continental breakfast or an expanded one. Ours is expanded, so it includes meats and cheeses and hard-boiled eggs and yogurts and pastries and cereals and orange juice. And Well, we always have orange juice, cranberry, grapefruit juice, coffee. So there's plenty. You'll have a very filling nice. breakfast. Um, we don't have a bar or restaurant per se. Uh, because of the clothing optional aspect of the hotel, we're not allowed to have a liquor license. But we do have an evening social hour. It's BYOB, and it's very well attended, and it's probably one of the favorite things of our guests. It gives a chance for all of the guests to meet each other. And we put out the things that we can, like mixers and sodas and sparkling waters and cheese and canapes and uh, little finger foods. And, um, and then we've set out all of the liquor that has been uh, donated by the guests, and which is 
frequent it often. I mean, guests are, you know, they can't take their leftover liquor with them on the plane, so they donate it to a happy hour, and it just sustains itself, and it's a really nice way for the guests to get to know each other. Uh, oh, yeah, cool. We have a hot tub. No, it's a really nice thing. And then another one of our nice amenities is that we have a, a relationship with a local gym here where our guests get a free membership while they're staying with us. So if they're inclined to work out while they're staying, then that's available to them. Um, yeah, it's just a really nice place to spend a lot of time. There's really no need to leave, but there's so much Palm Springs has to offer that if you'd like to, then that's great too. That is amazing. And there, do any of the rooms have any kitchen facilities, or do you have like a barbecue people can use to bring food in and cook there, or is that a possibility at all? Yeah, all of the above. We have a really nice outdoor barbecue grill that's very popular with the guests. All of the rooms have small refrigerators and microwaves. About a third of the rooms have a kitchenette with a burner cooktop and a small little eating area. And then we have two suites that have full kitchens with a stove and an oven and a um, separate living space. <laughs> so um, it's very common for, for our guests to prepare their own meals, whether it's for lunch or for dinner. Um the, the rooms that don't have any kind of cooktop or kitchen, they all do have the refrigerator, and with the outdoor grill, it makes it perfect to to dine. And, and of course, our weather here is always perfect for dining outside. That's amazing. It sounds so cool. Um, let's talk a little bit now. Um, what kind? Tell talk to me about your clientele. A lot of people think, and most of these uh, clothing after resort, it tends to skew a little bit older. But I'm sure you have all kinds of people, all shapes and sizes from all parts. Talk about your, your people that come in to visit you. Well, our guests are from around the world. Um, and any time of the year, there's going to be international travelers. But in July and August, it's overwhelmingly um, European. Um, and also tends to be fairly heavily Australian and uh, New Zealand. It's their winter. And July and August, of course, is when Europe shuts down and they all go traveling. And uh, the Germans in particular absolutely love the heat. So uh, there are many times in the summer where we have more international guests than we do have domestic guests. But we get plenty of domestic guests, too, particularly during the busy months of October, November, and March and April. Lots of people in the United States coming our way. Lots of Canadians, too. And uh, it's all ages. We have guests in the you know, range as low as 19 or 20, which is very unusual, all the way up to 84, 86, which also is very unusual. But um, I remember one guest in particular, an 84-year-old guy who taught uh, water aerobics every morning in our swimming pool, which was just a complete delight. So we get everything. We get young guys, older guys, and men truly come in every shape, every color, every size, and everyone is welcome and indulged. I love that. That is fantastic. Now, another great thing you do, you guys have special events there. Um, we're going to talk about to Terry uh, Ray in this little bit, who has brought his play there that's going fantastic. And I know you had last week or past weekend you had Alexander Abramoff there signing his uh, Uncovered book. Um, talk about these events, and I hear you have an amazing midnight pool party. Talk about that. Well, you know, we, we... – Again, we're in the hospitality business, so we want to make sure people have a really great time. So any chance to um, do something different or, or, or throw a party or do something to add to the experience of our guests, then we do that. And 
you mentioned Terry's play electricity. It's been very successful. It's a play that's set within a hotel room, and we have it set up so that you're actually sitting in the hotel room watching, and it's a very unique experience that you can't find anywhere else. Every Thanksgiving, every Christmas, every Canadian Thanksgiving, which falls over the American Columbus Day, we uh, deep fry some turkeys and uh, make all the side dishes by hand and just have a big feast by the pool and homemade pies. Sandy is an expert pie maker. and So we entertain our guests on those holidays. On our Easter, our Easter butter brunch is just becoming legendary. We have a great time, a big Easter butter contest parade around the pool and uh, the winner gets a free stay and it's just uh, really a great fun party. And then all year long we're doing barbecues on the weekends and um, yeah, in the summer, the best time to be by the pool is around midnight, 1 o'clock, and so that's a lot of fun, too. We we just try to make sure that everyone has a good time when they come out to indulge. It sounds like you and Sandy are amazing hosts. What has been um, the most surprising thing you found in your uh, seven, eight years there now? Um, anything that's kind of been fun or amusing to you? Any fun stories or anything that's really made you happy or proud or What's What's been one of your highlights? Well, I guess the highlight is the friendships we've made with so many of our guests. Um, you know, we Sandy or I, we, we tried to both be there, but there's almost always one of us there at the social hour in the evening. And we're there primarily to facilitate introductions and to make sure guests are meeting each other and talking to each other. Uh, but over the course of that, you make uh, friends with various guests, especially the ones that come over time and that continue to come back and you get to know their friends and their their face and their family life and things about them. And um, I guess the thing that surprises me the most is how everyone has a story. And, you know, we, we got guys who have been married with children. We have guys who are married to a man and raising children. We have guys who are very religious. We have guys who are agnostic. We have guys who are atheists. We have um, people from every part of life, from train conductors to doctors. I mean, just, uh, it's just a good reminder that gay people are everywhere. We're in every profession. We're in every country. We're in every city. And it's just fascinating to see that on a daily basis, that we really are only different from people in our sexual preference. And it's just, it's a really nice thing. Yes, sir. Well said. I love that. Now, and talk about your staff. Have your staff been with you quite a while? Do you, do you have seasonal staff that come in and come out or? Well, actually, no, we keep our, we keep our staff full time year round. We run a real aggressive special in the summer as well as during the summer in January. And really the whole point of that special is to keep our rooms full so that not only so our staff is employed full-time, but so that whenever you come to, to Palm Springs and enjoy indulge, there will always be people by the pool and there will always be a good time. But by, you know, severely lowering the rates during those times to get people to come out, it, it enables us to keep the staff employed full-time. And and so, and we pay for our staff's health care. I'm a firm believer that health care is a right and everyone should have it. So, Unfortunately, we live in a country that doesn't provide that right now, so we do provide it to our staff. And, you know, things like that, maintaining the full-time year-round employment, providing them health insurance. uh, We're very lucky that we end up having a very loyal and committed staff. That is great. 
And you have a great website where you can book reservations right online there and has contact information. You're going to your website address and where they can find you on social media. Yeah, it's real simple. It's www.indulge.com. Um, Facebook, we're, we're just Indulge. Uh, Instagram is Indulge PS for Palm Springs. So just I-N-N-D-U-L-G-E-P-S. Uh, yeah, we're pretty easy to track down. Just Google Indulge. We'll come up in many places. But the website is real straightforward, indulge.com. Terrific. Well, man, John, it's been great talking to you. Thanks so much. Is there anything else you want to let us know about? Before we go no, here, we look forward to scouts, you got some upcoming events. Uh, talk about your Blatino Oasis and Hot Rodeo. You have a couple things coming up. Right. So next weekend we're sold out for uh, Blatino weekend. is um, a really fun weekend in the desert. It's nice and hot and everyone's having a really good time. The weekend after that's Hot Rodeo. I think we have a room left for that if someone wants to come out and get their cowboy fix on. And, of course, Memorial Day is a huge Huge destination weekend for all of Palm Springs, not just for us. And then we'll have a big barbecue for Memorial Day. And um, but then the busy summer months come, and July Fourth is right around the corner. You guys can come enjoy indulge anytime, and we'll make sure they have a really great time. Fantastic. Well, thanks so much for being a guest. Stay on the line for me, guys. We're going to take a little bit of a break here. We're waiting for Terry Ray to call in. We're going to play a little bit of Tom Goss, our buddy Terry Naomi. You listen to the left of Straight Show. We'll be back here in just a few minutes. All my life, said goodbye to that I know to the truth. But you're my life, so I'll die trying. To hold on to you When we first kissed Lying side by side I'll always deny it But I was crying
much for tuning in tonight. I hope you enjoyed the show. Thanks so much to my guests, Jax McGuire and John Jackson from Indulge. I'm so excited to be in Indulge in just a few short weeks. going to be a good time had by all. So thanks for tuning in tonight. Be sure, like I said, to follow on Instagram. You can follow me on Instagram and Twitter at Left of Straight. You can follow the interns, including Justine, at Left of Straight Radio. On Facebook, it's the Left of Straight Show page. And my personal Facebook, Scott Fullerton, if you want. Give me a friend request there. I'll usually take it if you don't seem too weird. Ha, ha, ha. And we're going to have a uh, good rest of the evening. I hope you guys have a fantastic evening wherever you're at tomorrow's show is going to be a little tricky. I have some guests scheduled to be on, and we're not sure if they're going to show up because we've been having trouble connecting. But I'm supposed to have a fantastic couple from Broadway, Clay Thompson and his husband, Chris Rice. They're an amazing Broadway duo from New York, New York. And we've just been playing email tag all week long. So I'm hoping we're going to have them on. And we have our good buddy, Jake Dean Taylor, for a Friday Fitness Minute. So we're going to come on no matter what, but we may do a last-minute shuffle and play a, uh, a repeat episode, a repeat interview. So we'll see what happens. I'm just not sure what's going to happen there tomorrow. But we'll be here, same bat time, same bat channel. Tune in at 6 o'clock Pacific, 9 o'clock Eastern time to Left of Straight Radio. I appreciate you all so much. Thanks, Justine, for pressing all the buttons in the control room. We are going to play out tonight a little bit of Billy Gilman soldier. So thanks for tuning in. Have a great night. We'll see you later. Bye-bye. Lovers in battle. We built this tower, this tower of Babel. The sabers may rattle. But I'm only fighting for you. You're my obsession, my love, and my rival. This song is a lesson, these words are survival, and I'm never letting you go. I'm gonna keep fighting. Betraying, so baby, stop playing. Cause I won't be waving the white. If you're not gonna walk it, then baby, don't talk it. Your words are like bullets, but I'm wearing armor and I'm never letting you go. I'ma keep fighting. Be standing right here in the mess that we 
I'm gonna keep fighting. 